With the help of Hashem, we are learning Bavakama Daf Ayin Hey. We left off on Daf Ayin Dalid Amid Bey, seven lines from the bottom of the Amid. Gufa says the Gemara we learned before. Amar Rafuna Amarav. Rafuna says in the name of Rav. If a person admits, and that admittance will exempt them from paying the knas, for example, as we are learning in our sugya, if a person steals the principal he owes, but the Torah penalizes the ganav that he has to pay back kefal, he has to pay back double. If a person goes to a basin and admits, I stole the principal he has to pay back. Hoido'az baldin is like a hundred edim. But the knas will be exempt of. The question will be, what happens if after he admits in court, then witnesses come and testify that he stole? So as we will learn in Mirz Hashem today, really it's a machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. Rav holds that even if Adam come later, he still remains exempt. And as we quickly spoke out, that there are two ways of understanding knas Potter. One way is, is that if a person admitted to their crime, then to begin with, they were never obligated to pay the knas. If that is the way you understand it, then if Adam come later, based on the testimony of the witnesses, he will be obligated to pay the knas. Rav, however, understands that when a person admits that he stole, for example, it's not that he is not chayiv to pay the knas. He is theoretically chayiv to pay the principal and the knas. But being that he admitted to his crime, he's absolved now in the basement from paying the knas. So he was obligated and he is now absolved. Ah, if he is absolved of paying the knas, you can't re-obligate him. If witnesses come later, he was already absolved. Now really, as the Gemara spoke out at the end of yesterday's year, that it appears that our Mishnah goes against the Din of Rav. The Gemara did not yet reconcile how will Rav understand our Mishnah. That we will have today on the Ayin Hay Amid Aleph in the bottom, and the Ayin Hay Amid Beis on the top. But before we get to how will we reconcile our Mishnah with Rav, we're quoting the Din of Rav. And now we're going to try to contradict it. Says the Gemara, He's quoting a Braisa that it once happened with Rav and Gamliel. That he accidentally blinded the eye of his slave Tavi. Now Rav Gamliel loved his slave Tavi. And we have the, in Brachas, we have in Sukkah, Rab Gamliel never freed him because there is a positive commandment in the Torah. We had this in Kedushin. That if a person owns an Evet Kanani, forever one has to work with him. However, now that he blinded the eye, he became filled with joy. Because Rab Gamliel understood, ah, now at least, I mean, God forbid he wasn't happy that he blinded him. And it was done by accident. But now that he blinded his, the eye of a slave, he was happy that he's going to be freed. And Matsayil Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Gamliel finds Rabbi Yeshua, and he tells Rabbi Yeshua, like, wow, I want to share with you the great news. Finally, my beloved slave Tavi is free. Rabbi Yeshua asked Rabbi Gamliel, why? In other words, obviously you did not free him. You're not allowed to free him. So he responded, because I blinded his eye. Rabbi Yeshua tells Rabbi Gamliel, your words, meaning your joy, is of no substance. Why? Since there are no witnesses to it. How will we know it? Only because you will admit. And as we spoke out yesterday, the din that if someone blinds or knocks out the tooth or any other 
of the 24 limbs, tips of the limbs, Rasha Yevarim, the Evid goes out free, that's a knas. You admitted, so you are exempt of the knas, so he's not out free. That's the end of the price. Asks the Gemara, or infers the Gemara, Ho yesh Adam. Rabbi Yeshua tells Rabbi Gamliel, since there are no witnesses, he won't be free. What does that imply? That if there were to be witnesses, then he will be obligated to free him. But one second, he already admitted that he did it. So Shmami no, don't we see from over here, that if a person admits to something for which normally there's a knas, but the person wasn't later, the person admitted. Even if Adam and Adam come later, then you'll be chayif. Because he told him the word, since there are no Adam. So it's a kasha against Rav. Amalei responds, Rav Huna to Rav Chizdom. Ah, that Rav Gamliel, Shani Rav Gamliel, the loibif ne oidi. He admitted, not in front of a beizden. When do, does Rav say that if you admit, like we explained, you are absolved of the knas, and you can never be re-obligated with that knas, even if Adam come, that is only if you made a halachic admittance, which means you went in front of a beizden. Here he didn't admit in front of a basin. So that hoida had no consequence. If Adam would come later, he would take a free him. But he tells him, listen, there's no Adam, he'll never go free. There's nothing you can do. Admitting here is done nothing. Admitting in court will make, him, will make you exempt anyway. I, Rabbi Yeshua, was an af basin. Answers the Gemara, daf ayin hey. Yeah, yeah, Rabbi Yeshua was an af basin. But this story was shalib if nei basin have. Like Rashi says, Rabbi Yeshua was in the market. And over there, that, that uh, being made on the market in front of a, the head of the, the basin, but he's not there as a basin, again, it's Shulayi B'fnei Beisden. Ve'hatanya asks the Gemara that there is another B'raisa, we'll call this B'raisa number two, that records the story similar but not the same, and it's going to appear that the reason why there are two B'raisas have a different version is because these two Tanoim are going back they have a debate whether Maidi Beknas Vachakach Bo Edim is Chayv or Pater. Says in Braisa number two, Amaloi, Rabbi Yeshua tells Rabbi Gamliel, Ein B'dvarecha Klum, that your words have no significance, Shekvar Hoidesa, for already you admitted, implying that since you already admitted, even if Edim were to come, it won't make a difference. My love, Luchura, Tatanoi. The first Braisa used the words, used the words, since there are no Adam. Shekvar Hoidesa. The, the first Braisa uses the word Shekvar Adam, which means since there are no witnesses, implying again that if there were to be witnesses, it would like a change. This Braisa says, since you admitted, no matter if there's witnesses or not. Luchura Haitana, the Omar Shekvar. Haitana, meaning the first Braisa says, Shekvar Einlocha Adam, since there are no Adam. Savar he holds that and the only reason why Rabbi Shol tells Rabbi Gamliel that he'll never be free is because there are no Adam. If there would have been Adam, he would have to be chayiv to free him. Haytana the second brayso luchura that says the word shikfar haydesa since you already admitted, meaning that now that you admitted, no matter what happens, he's never going to go out free. Savar may the beknas potter. Now it's not the end of the world if there's a machlokes tanoim. And that will go like this, Tana. But then you'll have the other question, why did you need to have a Machlekes Amorayim when you already have the same Machlekes Tanoim? Be that as it may, says the Gemara Loi, 
the Kula Alma Rav is going to tell you that all of the Tanoim hold that Moide Beknas Vachakach or Eden Potter and Bahakam Ifligi. What is the Machlokes? Why do these two Brayses have different versions? That High Tana, the first Tana Brayson number one, that used the words Shikfar Ein Locha Eden because you don't have Eden. He holds Savar Chutzla Beizdan Hava, as we explained. So his confession was out of Beizdan, which means his confession was nothing. Which Taka would have meant that if there would have been Adem, that would have gone to a Beisden before Rav Gamliel would have gotten there. And told Beisden, Rav Gamliel blinded his, his eye. Then he would have been freed according to everyone. Because there was no Haida. The Haitan of the second Baraisa that uses the word Shikfar Haidesa. But since you already admitted he will never go free. He holds that he admitted it in Beisden. And Enachanami, since you admitted it in Beisden, like Rav holds, even if Adem come later, he'll be Potter from the Knas. So, bottom line is, Tavi Avdoi remained a slave. I know many people, they, they forget. In Gitin, we learned a story that's similar. But not Rab Gamliel, that Rabbi Eliezer had an Evet. And Gitin, and the end of the Lamids, Ahmed Bey's on top, that, that he, there, was, there was no minion. So he freed his Evet to make the minion. And that was that whole suga. You have to work with them. In other words, a positive commandment not to free them. The Gemara says, for a mitzvah, it's different. Man, it's a mitzvah of minion because when you free an Evet Kanani, he becomes a full-fledged Jew. So that was a reason to free him. By Rabbi Gamliel, there was never lacking a minion. So uh, this, this uh, sad accident did not free him. Okay, now let's go into the sugi itself of the Machlekes Rav and Shmuel. So we are not to daf I and He. By the two dots, Itmar, it was stated... That's the opening word that's always used when you have a machlekes amoyroim. Or tanarabanon, tanya, whenever there's a b'raisa, you begin with that. Itmar means it was stated by the amoyroim. Moide beknas, if a person admits to something which normally bears the penalty of a knas, and the din is, it's already a given, moide beknas pater. So like the example we're giving, a person tells Bezdin, hey, I stole... Well, the principal you have to pay back, but you don't have to pay the kefal. But after that happened, then witnesses came to Beisden and says that he stole. So Rav says that you remain exempt from the knas. You were absolved, and once you were absolved of the knas, you remain absolved from the knas. Shmuel says you're chayv. As we explained that if a person is made of a knas, they were not absolved of the knas. They were never obligated to pay the knas. But now that Aiden come, now you will be obligated to pay the knas. Omar Bar Ahilai. We're based on what psukim do they take their argument from? You know, there's always a logical reason behind it, as we explained. But why does Rav learn the way he learns? That when you made the knas, you are absolved, and therefore, even if Aiden come, you'll be potter. It's always coming from the way you interpret psukim. My Tamadarav. And here, if you remember, and Dav Samach Gimel, and Dav Samach Dalet, we extensively learn these psukim. So it's a good chazara. It says, in Parshas Meshpatim, Pedek Chav Beis Pasa Gimel. That is where the Torah speaks about the day that if someone steals, and their Edim come in court, the Chayif to pay Kefim. And the Pasuk begins, Im Himatsei Timatsei, remember that, the Yodi Hagneva, and we had the three, Mishoyer, Remember, At Chamoid, At Chaim. Remember that? That whole Pasik. So it says, Im Himatse Timatse, which is a double expression, 
if found shall be found, so Rav learns, if he matzi be'edim, only if he was found guilty through Edim, then he matzi be'dayanim, will the dayanim paskin kefal. Implying that if he was found guilty based on himself, he will never be guilty to pay kefal. Ma'ida be'knas, he'll always be pot. Parat l'mashiyas atzmei, that comes to exclude someone who incriminates himself. Now, the question is, why did the trader have to tell you in himatse timatse? To teach you the din of Maida Beknas Pater, Willamali, when you have later, a few psukum later. So after Pasig Gimel that deals about Geneva, remember we had Pasig Vav, Zayin, and Ches. Now the literal meaning of Vav, Zayin, and Ches are all speaking about the Shoemer Chinam. That he is the one that, with a lie, is claiming that it was stolen from him. It's called Toyan Tanas Ganov. And over there, ultimately, the Torah says at the end of Pasuk Ches that, that Asher Yashirun Elohim, that the one that the Beisdin will find guilty is Yeshalem Shnaim Lerei will have to pay double. Which means that the Shemir Chinam, who with a Shvua lied that someone stole it from the Shemir, now that you found him to be a liar, he has to pay double, double to the owner. And the words Asher Yashirun Elohim means that if he's found guilty in a Beisdin, does he have to pay double? Which also excludes that if he made himself guilty, he won't have to pay kefal. So why did the Torah have to teach you twice the same din of Maidi Beknas Pater? So Rav says, There are two psukim to teach you the same din because there's really two scenarios. Scenario number one is you were Maidi Beknas. That's the basic din. You're Pater from the Knas. Din number two, even if Adam come later, you are still Pater from the Knas. Now that is only according to Rav. What about Shmuel? Shmuel will tell you that in Himatzei Timatzei is not used to teach you that only if the judges found you guilty do you have to pay the knas. If you remember, we learned that again, we learned this on the Samach Dalid, the Tanah Devei Chizkiah, that whole story, the question there we had is that if, if Pasik Gimel is speaking about Geneva, which it is, Dear, when the trader speaks about the Din of Kefal, the trader only mentions Shoir, Shoir, at chamoir, at chayim. The Torah never mentioned a metaltalin. And the din of kefal is on any metaltalin, shagufay mamayin, if, if a faganov steals it, he has to pay kefal. How do you know that? So you need the words in himatsay, timatsay, remember that? That we make that into either a klal or prato klal. And we put all the words in between. And then at the Gemara at the end says it's a ribui miyu tribui. But that whole pasik was used to tell you that the din of kefal is by aganov in all cases. As long as it is gufay mamen and metaltalin, only by leleganaf atzmi kidetana the veichiskia. And the Gemara Dir Taka said that Rav doesn't use pasig gimel for ganaf atzmi because in the later psukim vav zayin ches Rav goes like the brayse that learned that pasig vav is speaking about a ganaf and pasig zayin and ches is speaking about a tayin kanas ganaf. And in pasig ches, just a review. There the trader gives examples. The trader adds the example of a salma of a garment, which is a inanimate a, a, a diamond. So if, according to Rav, you don't need the imhimatse timatse to tell you that a ganaf is be kefal. So it's an extra pasik. So there's really this tupsukim to tell you the din of moide beknas pater. Why do you need to have tupsukim even for the case of achakach bo edim gavaldik? Okay. Now eisay Rav l'shmuel. Rav asks Shmuel, you hold that moide beknas. Look at the following Braisom. That if uh, the, 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 the alleged Ghana, someone sees that witnesses are coming to court to testify against him. So he knows these witnesses basically are going to tell the Beisdin 
Reuven knows that the witnesses are going to say Reuven is a Ganav. So he wants to preempt the Aden because if the witnesses are the ones that says Reuven is a Ganav and let's say he's told something worth 100, he'll have to pay back 200. So now, Ba'amar, he goes into court to preempt the Aden and he says, Ganafti, I stole it. Oh, Abel, however, he says, I didn't shecht it nor sell it. So the din is, he only has to pay the keren. Now, by the way, the chiddush of this b'raisa, and as we'll have this morning, daf ayin heyamid beis. Let's go right away to Rashi. Rashi, it's worth to read it now because we'll get almost the whole daf with this. And daf um, eleven lines from the top of the amid. Right? You have ayin heyamid alaf eleven lines from the top. Rashi, divrei hamaschal, count down. Avoloi tovachti, avoloi macharti. That there, there's two dinim that you see from the b'raisa. The obvious Rashi is not even explaining. Here you see. It says, Adam were about to come. So it appears that after he admitted, the Adam Take came. And the Braiso says he only pays Keren. So you see that when you admit to Geneva, even if Adam come, you're still exempt. That's the question against Shmuel. But there's another point that Rashi brings out from this Braiso. Ravusa Hashmeinim. The Chiddush of the Braiso is, I'm reading inside Rashi, is Kiddo Amininim Lekama, like the Gemara is going to explain later. The Afogav Datficha Loihoida. Even though he, he tells the base that I stole the animal that was worth a hundred, I did not check it, I did not sell it. Over there, if Adam come and say that he did not only steal it, but he slaughtered it, he will never have to pay the Arbova Hamisha. He's exempt from the Kefal because he was made the Geneva. That's the whole thing over here. But why would he not have to pay for the Arbova Hamisha? Think about it. He never admitted to that. So why is he exempt from that? So the Gemara is going to say later, Gavaldik, the Torah says clearly that Hamisha Bakar Tachas Asher, right, that he pay five or four. Never less than that, nor more than that. Now think about it. How do you have five? Let's speak about the ox. So let's say the ox is worth a hundred. We said this in the beginning of the Sol Sudya. If Reuven steals the ox, first of all, Kefal doesn't mean the ox plus double. Kefal means the ox is worth a hundred. 100 plus one more 100, 200. When you, if he slaughtered it and he has to pay five, it's not five in addition to these two. It's a total of five. It's the principal and kefal plus three. If he's exempt from the kefal, so if he pays the principal plus three, how much will he have? Four. The trader never says he pays four. He only pays five. So the chiddush of the b'raith is to tell you that even though there was no admittance to the, la- to the latter crime of Tvicha, even if Adam comes and says that he shechted, he'll never have to pay for the Tvicha. No, it's either Kedem, which is when you're Maida. If you were not Maida, Adam found you guilty, it's Kefal, that we have. And if it was a case only of an ox and a lamb, and you shechted it or sold it, then it's two plus two for the lamb or plus three. But it has to be those numbers, not more, not less. So let's come back over here. The bottom line is, is that you see over here, it appears that Adam came, and Adam, he preempted the Adam, but the Adam were there. So Lahore, the Adam actually told Beis, yeah, yeah, he's admitting. Chacham, he saw us coming, he's admitting. He stole. The Mishnah, the Braises says that he only pays the Keren. Kasha again, Shmuel, Amalei, Shmuel will answer. You know why he only pays the Keren? The moment the Adam were learned. That's what Shmuel is going to claim. And the Adam were not learned. Fakert. Shmuel says the Adam were Amaratsan. They saw you admitting. They thought, since you admitted, you're exempt from the Keren, you're exempt from the Kefal anyway. 
What point is there for us to testify? So the Adam did not testify at the end. But if they would have testified, you would be chayef. Asks the Gemara back for her. Since it says right away later in this Braisa that Rabbi Elazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon, says, Let the Adam come and testify and make him chayef. He's saying, let them come and testify. What does that imply? If Rabbi Elazar is the one that's saying, let him come and testify and you'll be chayef, Michal the Tanakama holds that even if they come, they will be exempt. The Tanakama for sure is going against Shmuel. So Shmuel says, you're right. The Tanakama is going against me. But you're trying to refute me? You see, Rabbi Lazar does hold like me. Rabbi Lazar is saying, let the Adam come and it will be chayev. So I'm not the Amri, Rabbi Lazar Berab Huh? Well, chayef or kefal. And if they testify for Tzvicha, then four or five. Very good. Now the Gemara says, yeah. Shmuel clearly understands that the Tanakam holds. And he will hold like Rabbi Lazar Shimon. The question is, does Rab also have to understand the Braisa that this is a Machlekes Tanoim and Rab will only hold like the Tanakama? I'll tell you, I'll learn the Braisa. I know the Amri, I feel the Rabbi Shimon. I will hold, everyone holds Maida Beknas, Vachakach Boedim Potter. However, at Khan Loiko Amar Ablazabir Abshimin Hosam, yes, in the case of the Braisa, where Ablazabir Abshimin holds that if a person was Maida Beknas and Adam come later, he'll be Chayiv. That's only because his admittance is not a proper Hoida'a. Why is that? Why did he admit? He admitted because he saw the Adam coming. Now what's the logic, according to Rav, that the way we explained, is because when you admit, you are beginning and uh, you're being absolved to ever have to pay careful. Why are you being absolved? Because you did tshuva. Because you were made Makes sense. That was the whole purpose of even of a knas in the trader is to give you a kapara. The fact that you did tshuva on your own that is your kapara. But if a person was maida because they saw Adam coming, that's not a sincere hoida'a. So the Rav says, If you don't have a sincere avoida, if Adam don't come, you can't be mechaiv the person. But it's not that you were absolved. It's just that you were not obligated. If Adam come, now you're obligated. But over here, meaning in my case, in Rav's case, since the maida ma'atzmai, you on your own admitted, wow, that's an act of sincere tshuva. I feel that you're going to be potter. Now, Anytime you're admitting because you think that you might get like busted, so to speak. If you think, we, Basin doesn't know what you're thinking. In the case of the Braise is, Adem are mamish coming. Adem can be in court already. Reuven, the alleged Ganav, Hutake is a Ganav, sees them there. He's learned so wait, wait, wait. before we begin, let me just make it clear. That's, no, it has to be clear that Mahmoud Biasusa. Now, Omar Hamnuna. It's gonna be very good over here. It's a little bit off the topic, but just to go back, when we learned Kedushin, I think it was Memzayin. Kedushin Memzayin Amid Beis, we spoke out over here that when the Gemara says the Vei Rav, the Yeshiva of Rav, we spoke out what the Rashbam holds, but here we're gonna see Rav was the Rosh Hashiv in Surah. After Rav passed away, most of the Talmudim went to Shmuel. And in honor of Shmuel, this is the way that Rashbam learns the history. Rav Hamnuna 
And there were a few Rav Hamnunas. So according to the Rashbam, he's called Rav Hamnunas Sava. He became the unofficial Rosh Hashiv in Surah. And out of honor for Shmuel, and out, of, and out of honor of Rav, he never became an official Rosh Hashivim. And the Rashbam learns whenever the Gemara speaks about Devei Rav, what they learned in Rav, they don't quote a name because it's Rav Hamnuna. Or when you learn Savei, Devei Rav, the elder of Rav, that's Rav Hamnuna. After Rav Hamnuna passed away, Rav Huna became the next Rosh Hashivim. That's the Rashbam. And that's the way we're going to learn the Gemara over here. But Shtam, you have to have time for this. Toysavus has a whole different version of events. And we'll go over it at least quickly. So, Ahmed Rav Hamnuna says Rav Hamnuna, let's begin with, Rash, with Rashbam, which is, again, the Talmud of Rav, and he was the successor to Rav before Rav Huna. That Mistab, the Milsud Rav, that I'll tell you that Rav's din, Moedah Beknas, Vachakach Bo'edim, is still Potter, is only, look at this, Bo'emer Gonafti, the person admits that I stole. Ubo Adam Shaganaf. And then Adam come and they substantiate what he said. There we say, Potter, he'll never be obligated to pay the kafel. Why? His admission is of significance. Before he admitted that he stole, he was completely exempt. Reuven doesn't have to pay anything to anyone. Now that Reuven says, I stole from Shimon, uh, yeah, he's Potter from the Knas, but he's Chayv to pay the principal. So since his admission is considered a halachic admission, so now that he's being exempted of or absolved of the knas, that remains. Abel, in the case where he doesn't admit whether he stole or not, Abel, and how do we know that he stole? Because witnesses came that he stole. So now he's chayv to pay the keren and the kefal. After he was obligated to pay the keren and the kefal, he says, you know what? I'll already be admit. Not only did I steal, but I thought I shechted it later. And he says, Now what's the din when he makes those words? Nothing happens to him. Because there's no keren penalty. The whole issue is whether you have an additional knas or not. So even if he admits that if later Adam come, says Rab Hamnuna, then he will be chayef. Why? Because his hoidah didn't accomplish anything. It's not considered a admission. Sharei pater Says the Gemara, Amar Rava, Rava hearing this says, Ki pachti I refuted the elder of Rav. According to the way we are learning, the Rashbam, Toysus brings down the Rashbam over here. I refuted the Rav Hamnun. It can't be that he's right. Why? Because if you remember, we learned in the beginning of today's year, that Rav Chizda challenged Rav Huna who was the one that said in the name of Rav, from the price of Rav Gamliel. Now in the case of Rav Gamliel, where he was first happy that his Evid, Tavi, became free because I blinded his eye, when he admitted I blinded his eye, he did not bring any obligation upon himself. So, when he says, I knocked out my slave's eye, he's not hiding anything. He doesn't have to free him. There was no canon principle, because you don't have to pay your Evid for, uh, for knocking out his eye if he's your Evet. And nevertheless, when Rav Chizda asked Rav Huna a question from this B'raisa, Rav Huna did not give this as an answer. Rav Huna gave another answer. Rav Huna answered that he was not Moide B'fnei Bezdin. But why didn't he right away say that Rav Huna, that Rav was never speaking about such a case? So the fact that Rav Huna didn't give an answer means that your Rav Hamnuna, your splitting over here in Shittas Rav is not correct. The problem with all this, the way Toysavus points out, is that he was refuted. However, the whole sugya is going to completely back up Rav Hamnuna's din. 
that when did Rav say only when you were moide in something that brings some obligation upon you so he has a whole different version a historical version he held Toysus holds I think that Rabbi Notam Toysus over here holds that the Vei Rav or Savi the Vei Rav is Rav Huna and Rav Hamnuna is Rav Hamnuna so Rav is saying that I kipachti to Rav Huna. He's substantiating Rav Hamnuna. That Rav Huna, the elder, he didn't have the right answer, but now we have the right answer. Because this is the right answer. Now the flow goes better. So Rav Hamnuna's din, no matter how you learn the Gemara here, who came first, who was the Vedav, who was Savi the Vedav, whether it is Rav Hamnuna or whether it is Rav Huna, Rav Hamnuna's din is standing. And now the Gemara says that Itmanami that we also learned like Rab Hamnuna that Amar Rab Chiyabarava in the name of Rab Yechanan that's a Gaval de Kedaya not from Atana but from the great Rab Yechanan from the leader of the Amayroim in Eretz Yisrael that Gonafti if a person admits that I stole even if Edim come later and say that he stole Moidebeknas even Vachakachbo Edim Rab Yechanan like Rab holds the Ganef Ruven is still exempt from Kefal why he says explicitly Sharei Chiyabatzme Bekeren because his admittance is considered a hoida'a. However, Abol Amar Loi, the Bach adds the words Gonafti, if he never admitted to the Karen. Adim were the ones that said he stole. Which means that based on the Adim, he has to pay now Karen and Kefal. And now, and he admits that he slaughtered what will be the Din at Khan, he doesn't have to pay three times, an additional three times, because he was Loida. Pater is across the board. But here, if Adam come, Ubo Adam Machad, says Rabbi you'll be chayef. Why? Because when he says, Tavachti, what did that do? Nothing. That hoida, it's kabbalic, did not bring any obligation upon him. Shari Pater So both Rabbi Hamnuna and Rabbi Echanan say the same thing. I want you to know, also backing up this opinion, that both a Mishnah, which is our Mishnah, and a Braisa, as we'll have in Daf Ayn Heyom at Beis, Na Midaika, from both you can be Midaik, this difference. Is Pater only when the hoida brought upon some obligation on the one who is Maidim. So it's considered a real hoida'a. And the din of Maidah Beknas means that he's going to be absolved of the, of the knas. Once someone is absolved of something, you can't re-obligate him. He was already absolved. That's why even v'achakach bo'edem pater. If someone is Maidah to a crime, and because of their hoida'a, they won't be obligated anything, their admittance doesn't bring any chiv upon them, that's not called a admittance. And if Adam come later, even according to Rav, you will be chayiv. Masnisin, our Mishnah, Etnan, let's go to the case of a Mishnah, gone off a nine. If a person stole under two witnesses, right? The Mishnah daf and here is we we will see how the Gemara is going to actually disregard the beginning of the Gemara that we learned yesterday. When the Gemara says that our Mishnah seems to be going against Rav. Now we're going to see how our Mishnah and Rav are perfectly go together. So the Mishnah said, either if he sold al Dechod or al Atzmai. So the Mishnah says, carefully has to pay, because there's Edom. But for Tfi Chomichir, he doesn't pay anything, because of the din of Maidah Beknas Pater. However, the Edom Shalom Tashlumi Abar Mechamish. Asks the Gemara, one second. Why did the Mishnah give, the Mishnah wants to teach you the din, Maidah Beknas Pater. Why did the Mishnah have to teach it where there were two Edom that he stole, the Mishnah could have taught you the same din 
Even better, where there was no Edom for anything. That If a person, there's no Edom. The person admitted himself that I stole and I shechted. Or, like the Mishnah gave the case, there was only one witness that you stole and that you shechted. That in all of these cases, you only pay the Keren. Now this has to be explained, just parenthetically. One second. If I'm Moida that I stole, yeah, I'm Potter from the Knaf, Moida be Knaf's Potter, but Hoidoaz Baldin, Kimeya Edom Domi, I gotta pay the Keren. If there's only one aid that testified that I stole, why would I even have to pay the Keren? If I'm denying that you don't take money out of someone based on one aid, so it must be that if one aid tells Bezdin that Reuven stole, Bezdin will tell Reuven, swear that you didn't. If Reuven does not want to swear, then he pays the Keren. That will be the case over here. But it's, you know, if the din is simply Moide Beknas Potter, you don't need the opening line that there were Aiden that you stole. Daf Ein Heyomid Beis. Elolav, it must be that this is the whole point of the Mishnah. In other words, the Mishnah is stating that the Geneva did happen through to Adam. It was established through Adam. That Ganavalt Pishnayim, that when a person was found to be a Ganav through witnesses, and only regarding the Tvicho Mechira, either there was one aid or Al Piyatzmai, the Bach takes out the word who, since since his doesn't bring any obligation on him, the Gemara is accepting what we learned at the end of yesterday's share, that the Mishnah put together or to compare them together. And what was the comparison? That if one eight comes today and says that Reuven stole, Bezdin won't do anything to Reuven. But if one other aid comes on the next day, we combine them together. If later Adam come, he will be chayv. Same thing if by Moida, you only put it if no Adam come. If Adam will come, you will be chayv. You know when you will be chayv only when the Hoida was only for the Tvicha. It's Gavaldic. But if the Hoida would have been for the Geneva, since you're mechaiv yourself to pay Keren, even if Adam come, then you won't be chayv to pay the Kefal. Which is why the Mishnah Daska gave the example that for Keren, there were Adam. That only there, the mechaiv atzmi be Keren, hu damrin an alpi atzmi dumid alpi echad, like we said at the end of yesterday's year, that ma alpi echad, even though it's a machloikis, like Rashi brought down from a sect of Sanhedrin, here we are siding with the opinion that says if one aid comes today, if another aid comes tomorrow, we do combine them. He also ate echad mitzdarav behedya and mechayiv. Likewise, says understands the Gemara that al pi atzmei nami ki also ate him. If he admits today, the Reuven says I shechted it. If tomorrow Adam come and say yeah yeah he did shecht it, they will be mechayiv him. But only in that case because his zayda is not really zayda. Because his zayda did not bring any obligation upon him. Avul gana v'tavach umach and al pi ate echad al pi atzmei. If the Mishnah would have given the other case. If a person says, based in, I stole and I shechted, then even if Adam come together, he won't be a chayv to pay anything. Since the chayvats may be keren. So now his hoida is called a hoida, so he is actually absolved. There, if Adam come later, he will never have to pay. That's Rav Lashitasai. And like Rav Hamnuna and Rav Yechenon, that Maida Beknas, if the Hoida is something that brings an obligation on the principle, then even if Adam come later, you're Potter. That's the Mishnah, Gavaldik. Now, Braisa, the Tanyum, the Braisa that we also had on Amadalaf, that Ra, Adam, Shemisham, Shemin, Ubayim, if Reuven notices that witnesses are about, they are approaching the Bezdin, and they're going to tell Bezdin that Reuven stole. So to preempt the Adam, 
he knows Maidabi Knas Pater. He's a Chacham. So Omar, that's not a good Chacham. That's, you know, a crooked guy. But he's using his knowledge to get out of uh, penalties. For Omar, Gonafti, I stole. But he didn't admit to Tvicha Mechir. Or he said clearly, I didn't shecht. Says the Mishnah, Period. End of Bryce. So again, asks the Gemara, why did the Mishnah have to say, Why did you have to give a case where he admitted to the Geneva, he only denied Tvicha Mechir? Why didn't the Bryce give a case? I'm skipping the word Oi, that he admitted Gonafti. Or, Tovachti Yomachati. Meaning, let's look inside the Rashi, the third line from the top of the Amid. Nitne, either Gonafti, or Tovachti Yomachati. Meaning that even if Aiden came and said that he stole before he admitted, then he shouts, I, I slaughtered, I sold. He should also be potted from that case. The Brysa did not speak about such a scenario. That the potter metashlomi dalad vehei. Vishmain and Mino, Rashi is saying Tarti. Meaning, that the Brisa could have said a bigger Chiddush, that if he's made the which does not bring any obligation upon him, if the din would not have been like Rav Amnuna, that he'll always be exempt, the Brisa should have told you the bigger Chiddush. The Brisa did not tell you that case. Back in the Gemara, the time of the Omar Gonafti, the only reason why Moide Beknas. You will always be potter. That's because you admitted that you stole. Again, we're skipping the who. The chiv atzmei bekeren. You're always potter. Aval amar leganafti. But if he never admitted to the geneva, the, the case that Brisa doesn't speak about, Adam came and said that he stole. Even if later he's moider that tovachti yomacharti, and even after he admitted, Adam kam shetavachu machar here. Since he never admitted something that brought any obligation upon him. If Adam come later, he will be chayiv. That's the raya from the Braisa. Now on this, the Gemara says, Amri, they said in the yeshiva, that loy, you don't necessarily have a proof from the Braisa. Because maybe he, the point the Braisa wants to make, and this is the Rashi that we read out when we learned this on Amad Aleph, that in a case where he said Gonafti, and therefore he's puttled from the kefal. He's chayv in the keren. He's puttled from the kefal. Even if he denies him. Not he admitted. He denies that he, sto- that he sold it. He denies that he shechted it. If Adam come later that he shechted it. He'll never have to pay the dalad vehei. Like we spoke out on Nashi. Because Hashem says for an ox five times. If the ganav is puttled from the kefal. But he had to pay the keren. Then he paid one time. Normally, if later we prove that he shechted it, how many times do you add? It's not that you make another obligation of five. It's a total of five. It's the keren and the kefal, and then three for the bakr. If he's puttered from the kefal, so you have the keren and the three, how much is that? Four. He'll never pay four. The trader never obligates him to pay four. It's either paying the principal, or paying the principal plus double, or adding another three. Five for ox, never four for an ox. It's four for a lamb and never three for a lamb. My Or in a case of a lamb, okay, beautiful. Continues the Gemara, that maybe this statement, this din of Rav Hamnuna, in the name of Rav, and later the din of Rav Yechanan, that when do we say, you are potted, that's only if the 
brought about some obligation on the admitter, but if his admittance, his hoida'ah, did not obligate him to pay anything, then it's not really considered the hoida'ah, maybe this is really the underlying machlekas of the following tanoim. Now look at this b'raisom. It says in a b'raisom, if two witnesses testified that Reuven stole, and you have two witnesses that testified, not only did he steal, but after he stole, he slaughtered it or he sold it. And then says the Braiso, who's mu If the witnesses that testified that he stole became Adam Zaynimim. So the Mishnah used the words Geneva, if he never stole it. So the witnesses that testified that he slaughtered it, not, so what? I can slaughter my own animal. Here the Braissa is saying the same thing using different words. That Eidu Shabbatla Miksasa Batla Kula. And therefore, what will be the din? The Eidim Zaymimim have to pay the alleged Ganev Kefal. Because based on their false testimony that Reuven is a Ganev, Reuven would have to pay to the alleged owner Kefal. So the Adam Zayimim pay to the Reuven double. Reuven doesn't have to pay anything to the owner because he never stole it. Now, the other two witnesses, not, they don't have to pay any penalty because their testimony is nothing. We explained that already in the last sugya, that when does Adam Zayimim, when do we penalize them? If their testimony is a testimony, if what they said is stop nothing, now it became nothing, so nothing happens to them. Oh. However, says the Baraisa, this, we're gonna, that's the ratio of the Braisa. If Huzmu Eidi Geneva, then the only penalty on the Eidim Zayumim is to pay Kefal. Now, the alleged Ganav doesn't have to pay anything to the owner, and the second group of witnesses that said Tfi Chomechira, they're not penalized at all. Because their testimony is nothing. Now, however, in, if Huzmu Eidi Tficha, the opposite, only the Eidi Tficha became Zayumim, but we still have Eidim that Reuven as a Ganav. So, what do you pay for Geneva? You have to pay the owner, Kefal. So who, meaning the Ganev, pays Kefal? The first witnesses are, are, are saying the Emes. We don't know that they're liars. The Ganev does not have to pay another three, because who's mu Adam that he was toivei yechomeicher? And the Adam zoimimim, they have to pay to the Ganev three, because they were going to obligate him to pay an additional three. For that, they have to pay him. The Hamish Almim, meaning the Adam Zayimim, they pay to the Ganef Shloishom. That's the Tanakam. Now here Sunchus argues, and it's impossible, as the Gemara is going to point out, to say that Sunchus is referring to either of the cases of the Braisa, to the Reisha or to the Sefer. It doesn't make sense. Sunchus says the words, in the name of Sunchus, they say, no, 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 that they, meaning the Adam Zayimim, they pay Kefal. What did they say? They said that Reuven shechted it. For that, they bring him an obligation of three. The Edom Zoyimim pay Kefal. And who and the Ganef, he pays another three for an ox or another two for a lamb. That's, the, that's what, that's what Sunchas says. So the Gemara right away says, What case is Sunchas referring to? If Sunchas is referring to the case of the Reisha, where the Eidi Geneva became Zaymimim, it doesn't make sense at all. In other words, why would the alleged Ganev have to pay anything? The alleged Ganev has to pay three or two. Why? 
If there's no Geneva, or in these words, it doesn't make sense. It must be that if there's any Chiyuv on the Ganav to pay, is that we know he's a Ganav. So it has to be referring to the case of the Sefer. But in the case of the Sefer, the Chachamim makes sense. Shapir That what? That he, meaning the Ganav, who has to pay Tashlumi Kefal, because for that we have Edom, so pay to the owner Kefal. And the Haim and the Edom Zoymimim, who wanted to add on the Kefal another three, they have to pay the Ganav Tashlumi Shleisha. It doesn't make sense. It must be that there was a mistake in the Braisa. That there was another case in the Braisa that got deleted. And there is where you have a machlaikas between the Chachamim and Sumchus. And now we're going to try to extrapolate what will the case be from the words of Sumchus. Elot must be, says the Gemara, Milsa Achriti Kebenayum, which is Kedoin Cherahalt Kop, to also betray two people came. And the Omri lay and they tell Reuven, hey, gone after you stole the animal from the owner. And look at this, look at this interesting case. Reuven, when he hears the testimony, he says, In, yes, Moider, Gonafti, I stole, and not only did I steal, Tovachti Umacharti, I did a bigger sin. Now, one thing is clear over here. Here he was Moida after Adam came. However, Umiwi says, Gonafti, you were not there. And he knew that other Adam can make them into Zaymimim. Now, doesn't mean that he knew they're going to actually do it. But he, as we'll see soon, it was not in front of you. And not only that, he goes ahead, the alleged victim, the alleged Ganeth, who was mighty, he's a Ganeth, brought Adam that made the first Adam Zoyimimim, and now that he admitted that Aitaka did it, the owner found other Adam that now said that he, indeed he did do it. Oh, one second, one second, one second. Oh, wait a minute. I see Balabai now the Balabas. He was happy. The Ganaf was Moida. He found other Adim that, that they testified the Ganaf Vitabahu Macha. So now, so now, one thing is clear that the Ganaf's admission is for sure not an admission. But even though he knew that the Adim could become Adam Zayimim, and he succeeded into making them into Adam Zayimim, doesn't matter. There was a testimony in court, and, and you cannot be certain that the other group would actually testify regarding the first Imano Hoyisim. And there's no machloikas about that. In other words, the, his admission for the theft, it's more than on the Baraisi, we learned in Ahmed Aleph, right, that he did it because Biasusa the Adam. It's not that Adam were coming, Adam came already. So that how he does words zero. Very good. Even though they, they became Zaymim, that's not a, the, how he does nothing. However, he was Maidan the Tvicho Mechira. Now let's not forget that according to Rav Amnuna, according to Rav Yechanan, since that admitting on Tvicho Mechira is not Machayev him on anything, if Adam come later, he's going to be Chayev. However, it's going to be the way we're going to learn that the Chachamim don't hold of that. They hold that that admittance is an admittance. Boy, does Tvicho Kamefli. The Rabbanon holds. The Afagab Dohidah the Geneva. Machmas Edim Hudukamayda. Granted that the Hoidan, the Edim, is worth nothing. However, Hoidah the Tvicho is considered the Hoidah. Even though he's. Tvicha is something, and it's not only something that even though Adam come later and say the same thing, according to Rav Amnuna, according to Rav Yechanan, he's going to be chayv to pay the three or the four. But the Chachamim hold no, he was Maida. 
across the board. You remain potter. And therefore the Chachamim in this case say that he's chayv to pay the kefal. The Geneva is not anything. But he's exempt from paying the three. However, on this, Sumchus says, Sumchus will be the Tana, based on which Rav Hamnuna says as din, Rav Yechanan says as din, that the Hoidah for the is also nothing. Why is it also nothing? Because since he's chayv to pay kefal, because his Hoidah for the Geneva is not anything, him admitting that he shechted it is not bringing any chiv on him at all. Now, and if Edom would not come, he would not be chayev. But now that you have Edom, it's not called Maida Beknas, Vachakach Bo Edom. Sumchas holds, Kivan Doida, the Geneva Machmas, Edom Udu, the Komaida. The admittance on the Geneva again is not called a Hoida. The Tvicha is also not called a Hoida, because he's not being Machayev himself on anything. And therefore, the Hanach Edom, now, we, now we'll understand the words of Sumchas. The Edom Kamoi, the first Edom, since the Azminu, they have to pay kefal. It's amazing. Now, who do they pay kefal to? So, instead of them paying it to the ganav, and then the ganav pays it to the owner, because the ganav also has to pay it to the owner. Why does the ganav have to pay it to the owner? Because Adam came. Adam came later and said that he, he stole. His hoidah was worth nothing. So the ganav has to pay to the owner kefal. The Adam Zayim have to pay to the ganav kefal. So Sumcha says, you know what? Let the Adam Zayim pay kefal directly to the owner. Which is exactly the words of Sumchas. Mishum Sumchas Amru, hey Mishalman Tashlumi Kefer, the Edom Zoyimim pay Kefal to the owner. Now, what about him? Who, in addition to that, he, even though he was Maida Tvicho Mechira, that's not called a Hidah. Now that the new Edom of the Balabas says he also shechted it, now he has to pay three. For who Mishalim, who the Ganef has to pay three for, to the owner? If it was an ox, and if it was a ram, two. Good. In other words, the Rabbanon will hold that since he was moida to Tvich al before Adam came, he'll never have to pay three. He'll never have to pay three. Now says the Gemara, Amar of Avika Loi. You know, it's easy to argue here because you're telling me that there is a deleted case. So you're just trying to find a case where you can understand Sumchus. He's saying, I would rather say that all of the Tanoim hold of this concept that if your hoidah was on something that's not being mechaiv you for anything, that's not called a hoidah, and if later Adam come, you're going to be chayv lo kola alma. I'll give you a whole different scenario. The kola alma hoidah, the tvich alav hoidah, elo, what is the scenario? A little bit different. And the machlekas will be connected to this concept of be'edu shi'i ati yochal What happens if witnesses come to court and they say testimony and you can never make them into Adam Zaymimim? Do we from the outset accept their testimony as we'll explain in a moment? The first set of witnesses came and said Ganafta. Same scenario. And Va'amar Luhu and Reuven says to Bezdin, you know what? Alright, you caught me. And I'll be my more. Not only Ganafti, but I tovachti omacharti. Chotasi, the worst than you think. However, I want you to know one thing. Justice is justice. The Edom are liars. The Edom were not there. I know they were not there. I didn't steal in front of these witnesses. Now here we're adding to the previous scenario. Here the Ganev told the Beisden who were the witnesses that saw the Ganev and the Tvicha. He gives, them, he gives the Beisden the ammunition. Ella bifnei ployni ployni. So again, Everyone, is, everyone holds that the hoidah of the Ganif is not considered a hoidah 
Because Adam already testified that he stole. And even though, even if, when they, those Adam become Adam Zaymanim, he won't have to pay for a kafel at this moment, because how does Bezer know that he stole? If new Adam come and say that he stole, he's going to be high to pay the kafel, like before, because there was no Moedah Beknas at all. Uh, but now, he gave, he gave away the names of the real witnesses. So the Balabas, First, the Ganav goes and he's Mazam, the first two lying witnesses. But I see, Sadi, the Ganav brings witnesses, Vazmino, the Leiba Payo Ganav. He substantiates with Adam. So, Atkan Chavra Halkop. Atkan, the Adam become Adam as His Oida is not called a Halachic Oida, but he's not going to have to pay Kefil yet. But now that he said who were the witnesses, Vasu, plenty of plenty of Asidu Be'i the Ganav. Those witnesses are called to Beisden and they testify that he stole and that he shechted or that he sold. So again, he's going to be chayif kefal. No one debates with that. Because there was never a moedah beknas. Now that you have new Adam that said that he stole, chayif kerem chayif kefal. However, and everyone is going to hold that since he was moedah on the tfichol mechira and that did not exempt him of anything, it was not machayif him on anything, it had no consequence yet. So therefore, if the Aden that would have come now would have been kosher Aden, he would for sure have to pay Shloisha. You know why the Chachamim holds he's not chayv to pay Shloisha? Since he admitted Gonafti, Tovachti, Yomacharti, that means he is substantiating the words of the second kosher witnesses, even if another group would come and say to Bezdin regarding the second witnesses, Imanu Hoyisem, they would not become Aden Zoyimimim. Because the Baldavar is substantiating the words of the second witnesses. He said, not only to Gonafti, Tovachti, Yomacharti, but he says, Bifnei, Ploini, Ploini. So the Baldavar is saying that those Ploinis did see him stealing. So if later they will be told that Imano Hoyisim in New York, Basin will not believe the, 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 the new witnesses. They will believe these witnesses. They can never become Adam Zaymimim. And now there's a rule that if Adam can never become Adam Zaymimim, their testimony is not believed to begin with. So the Chachamim hold, it's beautiful that he's exempt to pay the three, is because we don't have Adam. We only have his Hoida. Based on his Hoida, even according to Rav Hamnuna. Wouldn't that always be the case by all Adam? No. Every time Adam come, if they can be proven to be Zaymimim. But that's very, not only is he Moida, he's Moida that it was in front of them. It's different. He says, I stole in front of them. That means they were there. Since they are Eidus, so we never accepted the testimony. So we don't have Eidim for Tzvich al Now again, even according to Rav Amnuna, even according to Rav Yechanan, a admittance that is not Machayv a person, but until you prove through Eidim that he was Teveach, you never obligate a person to pay a knas if he was the one that was maida. That's no, so he doesn't pay the three. However, Sumchus holds that Eidus Shi'iyat Yochalazima is an Eidus. And therefore, and therefore, Bezdin believes the second group. What are they saying? Tavachomacher. So you have to pay three. So that's exactly what Sumchus says. The kefal that he has to pay, the, Edim, the first group also has to pay him. So Sumcha says, why should the Edom Zayimim pay the Ganav? And the Ganav will pay the owner. Let them pay the owner directly. Now the three and the four, now the Ganav has to pay. That is something that he pays the original owner. The only problem is, the Gemara says, we have an accepted rule that Edus Shi'i Ata Yochal is not an Edus. 
Are you telling me that this is a machlekes tanoim? We never had that. So the Gemara explains that this case is not your usual edus she'iyat yochalazima. The normal case of edus of Adam that you cannot make them into zayimim, their testimony is not valid. That's when the original Adam don't remember to give a time and a place. Now by dinner nafashas, you always have to give a time and a place. For dinner mamanis, it comes from our gemara. If they don't remember the time and the place, we accept their testimony. So if Adam come to Bezdin and they say to Uven is chayiv money for whatever reason, so dinner mamanis din and they don't remember exactly where did that happen or what time did it happen, will accept their testimony, theoretically. But you cannot. That's the din. Why? Because since you cannot be, how do you mazam and Adam? That time in that place, you were with us in another place. Iman If the first testimonies never gave a time and a place, you can never disqualify them by telling the basin that they were in another place at that time and place. You don't know the time and the place. So there says the Gemara Hanemili, when does everyone hold Eidos? Sheiyat Yochalazim is not Eidos. Meaning, they are not testifying. That's not called the Haggadah's Eidos. Reuven owes money. When did it happen? If you don't remember, there's no testimony. And everyone agrees to that. Over here, it's the opposite. Why is it Eidos Sheiyat Yochalazim? Because the Ganeth is substantiating what the testimonies are saying. He's making their testimony even better. Some says it's a good Eidos. Avalachi The Ganeth is supporting this, the, the second Eidim. Which is why we accept him. Now the Gemara just finish with one more detail. The final detail is, Omar Mar, Sumcha says, that Haim, meaning the Eidim, they have to pay Kefal, directly to the owner. Now this doesn't make sense. You know why it doesn't make sense? Because the Eidim Zayimim, we do to the Eidim, what they were going to wrongly do to the Baldover. Being that the Baldover, the Ganeth, right away came to Bezin and says, yes, Ganafti, but not in front of those Edom. The moment he said that, what will be the din? If he admits Ganafti, he has to pay the principal. If he has to pay the principal, so what damage would the Edom Zayimim cause for him to pay in addition, in addition to what he's really Chayev? Only the Kefal. So in this case, Sumcha should have says that the Ganav has to pay the principal to the owner. He has to pay the three to the owner. The Edom Zayimim only have to pay the double amount. But why does he say they pay the whole Kefal, meaning the principal and the Kefal? Me, the Kamay, the Ganav. The owner has to pay the Keren anyway. So through their lie, they would not obligate him to pay 200, only 100. So Rabbi Lazar amends. Amr Rabbi Lazar, in the name of Rav, in the name of Rav, Tanei, Taka amended, Tafayin Vav, that Tashlum Kefal. Pay the amount that completes the double. And that's back of what Sumcha says. So the Ganev has to pay the Keren to the owner. The Ganev now has to pay the Tvicha to the owner. And the Edom Zayimim, who wrongfully, based on their testimony, would have obligated him with the Kefal, just the double, that is something that the Edom Zayimim paid directly to the owner to be continued.